All right. We are back. JB's Driving Podcast. Paul and Jimmy in studio. This is the... Uh, the Valentine's special. The Valentine's special. Is it the Valentine's special? No, this is coming out like literally right this now. Com- it comes out the first and second week of uh, oh, February. Right now. We have nothing in the tank. Yeah, I know. This is, the f- this is February. Oh, it is. You're right. Jeez. Good God. We're in February. This comes out tomorrow. Holy cow. I and the second week will be Valentine's the ninth, so yeah. it'll be a little bit before Valentine's yeah, Day, right. but eh. Because usually we do our, um, our uh, serious black film yes. in the beginning of yes. February and then our black exploitation film at the end of February. Right. But uh, We say usually we only meet one time. So yeah, because <laughs> we've only done this for, yes. this is only our second year. Yeah, second year, third calendar year. But uh, yeah, I think we we just wanted to do this uh, Valentine's Day special here. And what a Valentine's Day special it is. Yes, yes. We are covering Boogie Nights a little bit later. A <laughs> uh, couple, couple, uh, <laughs> couple issues we need to resolve first. So uh, I was thinking about it. The timing is impeccable. You went over to China. Remember, yep. you went over to China to celebrate the New Year. Yes, and then you leave. And all hell breaks loose. Yeah, yeah. The woo-ha. Woo-ha. So so, uh, the authorities have been reaching out to you regarding anything going on out there? Uh, I can't speak about it. And honestly, I shouldn't even have brought it up. You shouldn't have brought it up because... I shouldn't have brought it up. I'm sorry. I don't know that the authorities actually knew it was me. Oh. They kept calling me... Patient zero. Patient zero. Yeah. I don't know what the hell yeah, that means. I don't know what that means. But... Either something about Resident Evil or something. I, 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 <laughs> when they called me, I acted stupid. But I know? thought, hey, st- yeah, why don't I come over and visit your house? <laughs> <laughs> and then they said they'll get get back to you, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's 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 fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic. The old <laughs> shit. Um. <laughs> I didn't think that far in advance, but I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah, it doesn't show up for two weeks. You'll be fine <laughs> until yeah. we do the next one. Until we do the next one, which is, I don't even know what we're doing next. Uh, okay, and then... Um, Blackenstein, baby. Blackenstein, yeah, we got... Or Boys in the I Hood. I thought we were doing Boys in the Hood next. We were talking about Boys in the Hood, Juice, and uh, then, but the, we didn't get to our black exploitation film if we don't, so oh, we well. have the Blackenstein. We also had that one that I wanted to do in the first place, which was... Uh, Oh Jesus! It's the newer one, um, with Michael J. White. Uh, oh. God damn! What's it called? Oh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. I love that film, dude. I haven't watched it in probably like two or three years. Damn, yeah, I can't remember. That's why I can't think of the name. <clears throat> but we, I, that would be awesome. Yeah. And you know what? We can push that till the beginning of March, so we can do like Boys in the Hood, and then do that one. And let us do Boys in the Hood. Don't do Fatal Attraction. We do Fatal Attraction. Well, that was going to be our Valentine's Day initially, but we never got it. Never. Everything's been kind of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sickness and all that. So we'll do Boys in the Hood, Fatal Attraction, Last Boy Scout. And then, uh, I don't know. What else did we Well, we we were talking about doing Rambo. Rambo. Or Rambo. Rocky, one or the other. We have to, uh, you know, get sugar tits in here. Yeah. Yeah, he's which, uh, uh, which which brings us to it's Valentine's Day special. Yep, and somebody's <laughs> apparently uh, <laughs> thinking that you know I don't I I can't keep a woman if I wanted to. Yes, but I I, I think he misunderstood, <laughs> or maybe I kind of blurred the lines a little bit between reality and and the show. <laughs> Because most of the things that I say on the show are for the show. Yeah. In reality, if I wanted her, I could have. You could have had, had her. her. Yes, exactly. It's that simple. And that's what people sugar tits. When you're listening to the show, we are just characters. Yes. We're not who we really are in real life. We're just well. We're pretty much like us at twelve. <laughs> a thousand. I'd say a thousand. <laughs> you crank up. You crank up everything to a thousand. Uh, yeah, that's what you get. Other than that, no. Um, so, so in terms of uh, Scott Sugar Tits, um, <laughs> no, this is in reality. This is in reality. Okay, let me let me, let me <laughs> lay the groundwork. As you know, Scott's uh, semi regular of the show, and he'll be back maybe um, if he ever talks. If to he ever again. talks to us again. Now we've been 
Well, let's let's lay out the lay out the. Uh, I think it's necessary for the audience to listen to this. Well, I, I, to be honest with you, before we get into all the new <laughs> stuff, is there anything that we need to discuss about Mandalorian? Um, I will say this. I will say this about the Mandalorian. I I in, I enjoyed it greatly. Oh yeah, so did I. Um, I'm looking forward to the second season, which will be out later this year. Yeah, and I think the only thing that we disagreed on was the Bill Burr thing. Yes, that was the only thing that we disagreed on in terms of what we liked, and you liked it, and I don't really care. You didn't really I, care for I, it. I didn't really like that episode in general. Yeah. I, mean, I just wasn't, I hate that episode. Um, it was very constricted, you know, you, know, you know, because they were stuck in the jail most of the time, and yeah. it seemed like it was very, yeah, it was like cla- the walls were caving in. It yeah, was claustrophobic. claustrophobic. That's the you could better watch word. that. You could watch that show and skip that episode. And you'd be yeah, it doesn't it doesn't push the story no, at all. Not at all. It's one of those episodes that you always have in in regular like storyline shows yeah. that are kind of like the side quest. Yeah, a one off. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple one offs, but that one. Well, side quest. That's a perfect. Side quest, side I mean, quest. if you're playing a video game, it's a side quest. Yes. So, it's funny because then I watched The Witcher. Yes. Which I absolutely loved. Yeah, I, I'm just not into that kind of stuff. It's, it's understandable. It's not for everybody, but apparently it's like the most popular Netflix show. It is, yeah. And it's coming back out next year, 2021. <coughs> I, I, I was funny because I'm looking at both The Mandalorian and The Witcher and how I think those two shows are going to be tied together the same way that The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones were sort of tied together in terms of the popularity at the time right. that they were out. They're even like having... a. Um, memes out there of the Witcher carrying away Baby Yoda because part of the Witcher storyline is uh, there's something called a law of surprise. And as a result of law of surprise, he has ownership of this child who happens to also be the princess of a kingdom. So at the end of the first season, he finally finds the child. Mm. So they're kind of taking the child and putting Baby Yoda in its place because people realize that to me because of the release time, the timing, the releases, and the fact that you know, it's it's funny talking about Walking Dead and Game of Thrones being on cable. Both of these shows are on are streaming, um, right? Right, and it just shows you where the state of where everything is going. Yeah, I think streaming is is definitely dominating right now, yeah, um, yeah. and it's mostly because you're not restricted to, and and they've gotten away with this on cable as well. You're not restricted to the formal one-hour program, you know, the 48-minute program. Yeah, yep. and, and, you know, they've gotten away from that a little bit in on cable, but for the most part, they still got to keep it because of the schedules. Yep. Um, and if they don't, then, you, you know, all the DVRs and shit get messed up, and, yep. and then people get pissed. Yep. I mean, I can't tell you how pissed off I get if I'm trying to record, like, I don't know, Family Guy on a Sunday during football season because half the time... It, the football game you, goes late. This and, football game yeah. goes late, and you don't get the get show. And then you got a Bob's Burger, which sucks balls. Yep. Nobody wants to watch Bob's Burger. No. Nobody, nobody. wants to watch that shit. Well, net, network TV. My yeah. kids like it. Well, I think they liked it for a little while. Sucks ass. But then they got past it. Um, okay, so Mandalorian's great. But 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 in the meantime, before we get into Boogie Nights, yes. we need to talk about something extremely important. Yeah, of course. Near and dear to both of us. I know we've been salivating at the chance to talk about this. Um <laughs> So I'm part of this fantasy football text thread. And Tell even, us more. And even though, like, this text thread, even though the fantasy football season's been over for about a, a month now, its text thread just keeps going. Yes. It, it, is, it is a juggernaut. I mean, if you were part of it, you'd be getting a text probably at least at a minimum once, once an hour. Right. Throughout the week. <laughs> Jesus. I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> And it is, it is and, it, and the thing is, it's a lion's den of, like, just, it is ravenous wolves, hyenas, as I put it, of just shitting on each other. Yeah, it's, it's stuff that we couldn't even say on here it, sometimes. Yes, it, it and is. And I can say just about anything. Exactly. And it, it is, you do not want to show weakness in this thread. No, of course it, not. If you show, it is a typical... Guy's guy thing where if you show weakness, if you trip over a log and there's a little bit of blood, the hyenas are jumping on you. Oh, and, yeah. And they're not, it's not one of these things, all right, guys, he's had enough. No. <laughs> you are, you are, you are. Persona non grata. Exactly. You are just destroyed. And then <laughs> you become like the beta of the entire group. You know, you are the, 
The cuck. The, the cuck. You are the cuck. You will get, you know, you, you have that role until someone until else. Until you can put it on somebody else. Exactly. <laughs> it's until someone else trips up, shows a little weakness, and then the hyenas, hyenas proceed just to. And it's, there, there is no, like, like, buffer at all. It's just bam. So we have that set up. So Tuesday night, I'm in bed reading an article on my, my uh, phone. And I and I get this text from right. Scott Sugartits, okay? And I'm gonna read, I am going to read word for word this text. And this is not this is not one of us embellishing for the show. No, this is this is real life. This text. is this is this is a real life text. And to put it in a context for you, this is a real life text from a 47-year-old. That cannot <laughs> That cannot be underestimated. This is a real text oh, from a 47-year-old man, okay? I'm laying in bed reading this article, and I get this text. Great part about going away with you for Groundhog Day is that if, I, if it keeps repeating, I get to wake up next to you over and over. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. One more time. I'll read that for you, okay? Great part about going away with you for Groundhog Day is that if it keeps repeating... I get to wake up next to you over and over. Oh. So, so I'm... So, Jesus Christ. So I'm like, I, it's one of those things where I'm, it pops up, I'm like, what's, what's this? What is this great part about going away and repeating? So where are you going? We'll get, wake up, wake, <laughs> wake up. I'm, I'm like, so I'm like, uh, I'm like, hmm. I'm like thinking to myself, that looks like a mistake that he meant to send it to somebody else, but he can't be that stupid. Not only that, but it's really, 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 really cheesy. I mean, I mean seriously, that is the most embarrassing thing you could text to anybody. Well, uh, then, so I proceed. I don't know. I proceed. I proceed. I proceed. I'm sure you've sent uh, some doozies to your wife. Oh no! Oh no! No, we'll get <laughs> we'll get to that. We okay. will get to that. Okay. So so, I'm like. Maybe this is a quote from the movie The Groundhog Day. It has to be. Nope. There, there's no. And I'm like, I, and I'm thinking to myself, I've seen that movie a zillion times. I don't remember. I'm just going to cut and paste it. But before I could cut and paste it, I get this is Scott's follow up. Sugar, <laughs> Scott Sugartet's follow up. Jesus. Just pulled an Ethan. Sorry. Not for this group. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God. <laughs> he sent it to the whole group. Dude. And I respond to him, Scott. What a terrible mistake. <laughs> what a terrible, terrible mistake with this group of hyenas. <laughs> and, 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 and then it's just a waterfall from there. Oh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine how bad it got. It, 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 I was so excited. Or is still getting. Oh. <laughs> it's... It's, well, we're about to talk about this because I know you have some things to say. <laughs> so, so it's one of those things where as soon as... See, he sent the text, but he showed his ass. He showed his ass by telling everybody it was a mistake. He could have played it off like, oh, it's a movie quote from some obscure movie that none of us have ever seen or something like that, you know? But he just he went right with it. Oh, my God, guys, I made a mistake. You don't do that to a, a, a ravenous pack of wolves with hungry eyes where they, they smell the scent of blood and they just jump on you. Of course, I looked over at Mika. I'm like, oh, man, she's asleep. So I had to wait. I had to no f- one to share it with. I had, no, I had no one to share the joy with except for, for Tom and Brian and Craig. <laughs> Even Tom was like, man, I'm glad I was up for this. Wow. So, so the next morning, I show it to Mika, and she just starts laughing her ass off. She's like, how can you text something like, like, okay, even if, besides the mistake, okay? Right. <clears throat> why would a 47-year-old man text that to anybody? Well, he's married, right? Or he's with... With somebody else right now. Okay, I I don't know. I don't know, I, I don't uh, know his personal right. life. So so uh, 
She was laughing her ass off. So if it's a girlfriend, then, you know, this is, is how early in the relationship is it? I don't know. <laughs> Does that matter? I, I think that you can give him a little bit of an out if it's like the first month or so. No, no, no. They've been together longer than that. Because you, you know you have all that gushing nonsense when you first get together. Dude, Mika said, if anybody sent that to me, if you send that to me, I would slap you. Let me, let me read this one more time. All right, for cl- Just listen to the words. Great part about... Now, I want to say it as if he was talking to her, not just reading the text, okay? Great part about going away with you for Groundhog Day is that if it keeps repeating, I get to wake up to you over and over again. <laughs> Come on. You know, you know who would send that text? Who? That 13-year-old that has never had a girlfriend before. Pretty much. Yeah, you know, that is the only other person who could get away with sending that text. Yeah, I think so. Or, or you know, if, you know, the, the Powderpuff lesbian was sending it to the Butch lesbian. That too. That's a, I mean, that, I think know. that you can get away with that in that case. Yes, you can. I agree. I can, I can, you know, I can agree with that as well. And I think a woman could get away with that. I think most women, I mean, because guys would just kind of laugh it off. They wouldn't grill them. Right, we we wouldn't we wouldn't because we want to have sex eventually yeah, again. Yeah, yes, yes, because <laughs> there there is there is a goal for the guy, whereas a woman receiving this has got to say, "I I thought I gave you your balls back." Oh, I'm saying I still have your balls. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, I left them in my purse. <laughs> I'll, that's the response. <laughs> I'll be right over, honey. I forgot your balls in my purse. <laughs> oh, is that my scrotum? Can I have that as well? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, so I proceed to text this to you and Ethan as well. Of course. To get your thoughts. Because then he, <laughs> then he has the balls to say, I pulled an Ethan. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, like Ethan's was off. that bad. Yeah, no, no, Ethan's was nowhere near that bad. <laughs> it was just like, I love you, honey. Yeah, it was his first day at a new job, and he's like, hey, honey, I, I, I'm off to work. I just wanted to say I love you. Yeah, yeah, it's all, and, and he fine. sent it to a group. But that was it. <laughs> that was it. That was it. <laughs> it's like thinking of you versus... Thinking of you. You had to actually sit down and think to put those words together. You did. You had to to think. You had to think about the movie Groundhog's Day. You had to think about where they that they were going away together for Groundhog's Day, and then you had to think, "I am going to put this all together in a text message, and it's going to be so sweet." He thought it was a good idea. (laughs) Then I'm going to send it to all my buddies just to get their opinion. Can you can you imagine the fear of God that just like just just ran through his veins when he realized oh, the colossal God. mistake of sending this turd? I I can't even I can't even because the truth is is you know me I don't give a shit so like mm-hmm. I could send that message and then just per, just just bombard all of you with more of it. Yes. So it, it, it would have just, it would have turned around on you. But the, <laughs> but Scott, Scott's a delicate man. <laughs> Apparently. I don't think there's, there's no argument about that now. That he's a very, a very delicate flower. I call him my sugar tits for a reason. I mean, you had the foresight. You're not Nostradamus to call him that. <laughs> So I got to the office and showed Mike. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I said, what do you think about this text? <laughs> Before he sent him. Of course, he's like, oh. Starting <laughs> <laughs> somebody just kicked him. <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing is, we laughed about it. I would say we work and we convene and we laugh about it again. And we, you know, and of course, there's texts going back and forth the entire day. Oh, about I can't this, imagine about this too, just slinging shit at them. Like, <laughs> like Craig was like, you know, uh, I got two questions for you. Uh, where are you guys going, and what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if gay men could get away with that. No, no, they couldn't. I think a gay man would slap another man for that. Uh, maybe, 
I don't know how flamboyant you would have to be to get to the point where that would be acceptable. <laughs> That's the truth. I just don't know. There is. There, I wish I knew gay society a little bit better than I do. I, I do not think there, there is a level level of acceptance <laughs> out there that could, that could tolerate that text. I mean, middle school. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, first, that's first girlfriend bullshit. Hey, Sally, I get to see you at band camp this weekend. <laughs> you think we can dry hump each other? <laughs> and, and of course, you know, that was... Every day is like looking into God's eyes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know that text was right next. That, that, that text was, that text was, that, that followed that, that shit. Oh, no. Yeah, man. You know, like, you know, and, I, and of course, I, you know, I say, we just been, like, quoting... Songs, you know, like that Nelly Tim McGraw song over and over again. So, you know, we're quoting these songs to him and all that. Okay. <laughs> Just slinging as much shit as we can towards Scott as, as we can. And we'll like talk about something and then one of us will bring it right back to Scott. Of course. Because he does, you know, deserves it. Um, there's one thing I said about like, you know, the translation is, and I'm looking forward to Groundhog Day so I can wake up with the stiffy and rub it in your lower back over and over again. <laughs> Because that's the level that you just said. It's the middle school. I can't band. quit you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell. Do you think he could ever bring his girlfriend around? No. <laughs> no, and I, I didn't even know. Yet. I, don't, I guess I just don't know his personal life at all. Right. I mean, he has kids, right? Yes. So, Unfortunately for them. But... <laughs> Like, I don't think he's ever brought a girlfriend over no. for a party or anything. No. It's only ever been him. It's only ever been him. I think, I think this pretty much slams the door shut oh, on that yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe he's dating a 15-year-old. She felt it very romantic. Well, that was another one of my texts saying, you know, where you got, like, uh, when, are you, <laughs> when are you leaving for Dutch Wonderland? <laughs> I didn't know the junior prom was on Groundhog's <laughs> Day. <laughs> I can see Scott now. like He's in some heart-shaped tub with like plastic champagne flutes. Oh, God. Like Corbell champagne with like some leftover Hershey Kisses from Christmas on a Ziploc bag. <laughs> listen, listen to his iPod. <laughs> Is he there love. by himself? Serious XM love. <laughs> Jesus. He's got his book of, like, you know, platitudes and shit. Oh, you know, whatever. I don't know those fucking sayings you say. You Honey, I brought a book for us. <laughs> Is it the Karma Sutra? Okay. No. No. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> no. 101 love poems. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even get it. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's, it's a terrible tag. I mean, that is a colossal. It was Hannah and her sisters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, just, I wish you were there to see the joy that one. I must have had the biggest smile when he admitted it was a mistake. Because I just, oh, man. <sighs> I'm going to send the wolves after you. There was just no need. You deserve he it. He knew it was coming. <laughs> oh, he said that. And he just, he just oh, to, to sit there and try to. <laughs> oh. Push it on to Ethan. Oh, uh, yeah. Who had what, nothing to nothing, do with it. Yeah, it is. Ethan laughed at it too, by the way. He thought of there course was a... he did. <laughs> of course he did. When Ethan laughs at you. That's pretty bad. Yeah, it's bad. That's bad. That's really bad. Of course, I showed Big Mitch later that day too, the text, and he had some very non PC words to say <laughs> 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 about that. <laughs> I mean, very non Non-PC words you can probably imagine. <laughs> that have anything to do with a bundle of sticks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and a certain word that starts with a Q. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's strange. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and he was like, oh. <laughs> but I didn't get a chance to film. Craig actually had to stop by his office, drop it, um, off some Joe Corby pizza kits. Okay. And he put them all in the situation. <laughs> Oh. I'm telling you, it is one of those colossal mistakes in mankind, in manness. Remember, I had a, a tote and chip car while I was in Boy Scouts. And 
like if you mishandled a knife, in order to use a knife in Boy Scout camp, you had to have the tune chip card. Okay. But if you mishandled a knife or cut yourself, you got one of the corners cut off. And if oh. you got all four corners cut off, you got your tote and chip card removed, and you couldn't use a knife in camp. Okay. If, if the ability to be a man is the equivalent of holding a knife in Boy Scout camp, his fucking tote and chip card would just be shredded. There'd be no corners <laughs> being cut off there. I'd wipe my ass with the man card and just shred it. And be like, right. you got, dude, I don't know how you're going to rehabilitate yourself with that. I don't know. I think what is going to happen is the next guy who says something really stupid, everybody's going to jump on him, and then all he has to do <laughs> is just resend Scott's text. Yeah, exactly. And then it's done. And it's done. He's off the hook. It's like a get-out-of-jail-free card. Well, now you just have to set rules <laughs> that you can only use that one time. Because that's, if not, that's, that's, that's just... Idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> that is a very good idea. Because it'll never go away. It, no, that is legendary. <laughs> that is legendary, just like those... You saw those posters that I mocked up of Scott? Yes. You've got, <laughs> you've got a text. <laughs> <laughs> how, I mean, how would you feel if you were his girlfriend in, in reading that? Like... <sighs> Again, it's a 47-year-old man. I don't know her, so yeah. it's impossible for me to sit there and... Because and, and, she might like all that gooey nonsense. I mean, there's, there's women out there that do. Hmm. They're, they're definitely out there. I don't know any of them. I've never met one of them. You know, my inclination is that this text went to somewhere in Belarus... <laughs> To Yvette, <laughs> who Scott met on the computer. Oh, God. After about three or four grand. Oh, right. <sighs> no, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There, there's, no, there's no depths to which you can go to redeem this. No. And I am giving him the biggest benefit of the doubts as I possibly can. And it's still just... Just, it just takes a little piece of your soul every time you read it. Yeah, it is. It's 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 humiliating. It's it's you, you feel sorry for the guy that he first he thought that it was a good idea to send the text, create the text, but then just the fact that he's got to live with this like a tattoo. Right. Like he's he's this is his own personal <laughs> tramp stamp. It's his tramp, it's a tramp stamp. stamp. You know when tramp stamps are popular in like the nineties, but I think they still are. Dude. They still are. See, I don't know. But so he's got his own tramp stamp right, right. now. It's that text. Yes. And he's going to, I mean, it is not going to go away. It is something like that does not go away in mankind. No, no. His tombstone, <laughs> he's going to go before me. I want to make sure that after everybody, all the ceremonies, I'm going to go to the back and chip this into the back of his tombstone. <laughs> the exact text. <laughs> word for word, the, with the exact te- With a text. text bubble, too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh Jesus! So, he hasn't told us where he where he went this weekend, but I can tell you now that tonight he's in for a load of shit. Oh God! Because yeah, he's not. Well, he doesn't. This won't come out till tomorrow. No, it doesn't. Oh, matter. you mean his texts? Oh, the texts that we're oh, okay. saying. Oh, yeah, we're, yeah, not, yeah. We're, we're not. Oh, he'll turn his fucking phone off. <laughs> but he claimed he'll... he was. He claimed he was going to throw his turn his phone off yesterday, but he didn't turn it off because he had to respond to our texts. Well, because he hadn't left on his trip yet. Possibly. So as but soon he as he was turning off yesterday, be, you know, he wasn't with his, uh, you know, I, his, the, uh, the only thing that would have been bride. better is if he actually used some kind of a nickname that he uses with her, like, oh. you know, Snooky or, or, you know, sugar tits. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she calls him now. <laughs> She's probably listened to one episode of this. <laughs> now walks around calling him sugar tits. Emasculate him. Emasculate him. His entire paycheck goes to like buying her shoes and shit. You know, you know, that's what that's that relationship right there. <laughs> I thought you just got red pumps. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. <laughs> Slaps him around the house. These are maroon. <laughs> oh crap. Oh man. I would say poor Scott, but something like this does not does not in my world does not get any sympathy. How could it? It does not. He get did any... it to himself. He did. And then the bastard has the balls to come after me. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to he's trying to come after you because of course I share everything that he says with you. Of course. 
And we don't go on Twitter anymore, so I don't know yeah. what he's been saying on Twitter. I don't exactly. I don't know. That I don't even give a shit. Yeah, nobody gives a shit about it. Twitter's, you know, whatever. Um, oh, I should start a new Reddit topic. <laughs> <laughs> there's gotta be a there's gotta be a Reddit subform for something like cringeworthy or something like this. Cringe. And then cringe. I want to post it. I want to post it along with his email address. Oh God. <laughs> I did sign up. I did sign him up for uh, the XFL uh, email list last night. Oh, I, I was looking at different teams and all that, so I put like sugar tits in his email because <laughs> he deserves it. He needs to. You need to. You need to learn some. I feel like this is Sparta, where you gotta. You, you gotta get the boy. You get the man out of the boy. Right. And the only way to do to get the man out of the boy, especially with something as egregious as this. I mean, if he's gonna sit at the same table with us. You know, he's got to <clears throat> pull himself up by the britches. The next time he comes, he needs a shorter chair. He does. <laughs> <laughs> you got a high chair, Kenji's high chair. I'm going to bring it down so you let us sit there. Or, or better yet, we're going to get an extension cord for the microphone, and he's going to sit all the way over there in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and like half the time when he talks, we're just like, shut the fuck up, Scott. <laughs> That's enough out of you, sir. <laughs> There's a oh, lot. God. The funny thing is, in Boogie Nights, there's a lot of moments which could be Scott. Yeah, they're all played <laughs> by Scotty. <laughs> oh, hell. But yeah, he tried to bring you into it. Because he bitch. said something like... Um, I think, I, honestly, I think you have to mix like William H. Macy's character with Scotty. There you go. Mm-hmm. Big Bill and Scotty mixed together. I think the quintessential Scott character, though, is Eddie's father. Remember when he gets kicked out of the house by his mom? Yeah. What's his dad doing? He's just sitting there looking down. <laughs> Crying. Crying. <laughs> or, or the little Japanese guy that's fucking sh- <laughs> shooting off the fireworks. <laughs> Cosmo. Cosmo. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So... He okay, got, he got a good twenty-three minute ass kick in there. Yeah, we got to start this movie, or we'll never get through it because it's a two-plus hour long movie. Yeah, and I will say this is the first time I've watched Boogie Nights in a couple years. Yes. It's been like I don't. It could have been upwards to eight, nine, ten years since I've watched this last. Yeah. I mean, it's been forever in a day because yes. you forget. You, all you remember is that it, it was a movie about making porn. Yes. And you remember some of the cringe stuff uh, that Marky Mark does. But you don't really remember how good the fucking movie is. It is, it is a tremendous movie. It is. And I agree with you 100%. I think it has to do with the stigma of porn. I do, too. Rightfully so. Because, say at the top, the porn industry is a horrible industry. These women get destroyed. Most of these women come from broken homes or runaways. They end up on the, the streets and drugs and shit. Only those. And then, only the, the, and then the feminist argument, of course, is, well, they're making their choice. This is their choice. It's like when you don't have a choice to make, this is kind of where you end up. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I mean, and, and I'm not saying that that's true with everybody in the porn industry, but it is when you look at the producers of the mm-hmm. porn industry. Yep. The actors and actresses, I don't know. I don't know them, and, and you know, I'm sure some of them want to do it, and some of them you know, do it just for a paycheck, and it doesn't bother them at all. Um, but I think that you know, through watching, not just through watching this movie, which you know, it becomes evident uh, that there's obviously, if you were to take this as any kind of reality whatsoever, mm. it becomes very evident that the porn industry is just, Gut, you know, it's just cutthroat. It's cutthroat, yeah. and it's it's ugly. It's ugly. It's an ugly um, industry. It's a very ugly industry. And it just keeps getting uglier as yep. time goes on. Yep. Like, back in the film days, it was like, you know, you made, like, two, three films a year. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got the video, and video was like, you were pumping out, like, 100, you know, 200 films a year yep. for each porn person, each, yep. you know, woman in porn. Yep. And nowadays... You know, you might yeah. have to pump one out every day just yep. to kind of make any kind of money at all. Exactly. And most of it goes on free porn sites. Yep. yep. So you're not really making the money. Yep. 
not really making you know, the money. only people that make the money are the producers. Exactly. Exactly. And these these poor and we'll leave it that but these poor especially the women in the industry. I mean, yeah, and like I said, and I don't, and and I don't want. I just want to say that we're not painting a, uh, you know, we're painting a wide brush, but we're not painting the entire industry. There are people that <laughs> know, you know what they're doing. Know what they're doing. Lisa There's Ann. people that that you know do this for a living, and they make a good living doing it. But again, look at Lisa Ann. I mean, she. I think she's smart enough to know what she was getting into. Yeah, and, and it, she exported it, but most of these women aren't. No, and and then you you know you had to. I, it just really depended who who got you into the business mm-hmm. and then where you went. Yep. And and it, it, it's you know it's I'm not going to sit there and act like I don't watch porn. I mean that's that, I'm not going to say that at all. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's just you kind of have to separate what you're watching from reality. You have if to. you look at this and you start thinking. Holy shit! That's that could be my daughter, or holy shit, that could be you know my sister or something like that. You just you suddenly use you can't even look at it anymore. You know right, what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, it, it's kind of like you have to divorce yourself. You do from the reality of the situation because do. if you don't, I mean, you know, if not, you're watching you know tentacle cartoon porn because you you can't watch any of this shit. Yep. It's it's that bad. It it really gets to your head. Yep. Um, and this is fucking guys talking. This isn't yeah, like... Yeah, this isn't like... And we're know, not... We are not... We're not Sugar Tits Schaefer. No, we're not Sugar Tits Schaefer who's, you know, fuzzy feelings and all that shit about everything. No, I mean... Uh, champion of the women. I mean, they're... Uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to go any, any farther with that. But, you know, the, divorcing this movie from the stigma of yes. the porn industry, I think, is a hard thing to do. It's very hard, yes. And yet... <laughs> Because of the nudity and the sex and everything that's in this movie, but the acting is so, so fucking good in this. Damn good. And and before we get into the, the all-star cast, yeah. when we talk about a cast, it's awesome. And Mark Wahlberg swore off this movie a few years ago, said he was his, you know, he wished he never did it. Which is okay. And then Burt Reynolds hated doing it. Right. When he was being filmed. When when during the actual production, he hated it. Okay. He he said he didn't want to do it, and he actually sold the Oscar that he won, uh, for like a few thousand bucks. Okay. He said he didn't really care, he didn't care about the movie. He wished he wasn't associated with it. And all both of those, both Mark Wahlberg and Bart Reynolds, it came down to the fact that it, they thought it glorified the porn industry. And I don't think it does. I really don't. I think that once you get past, once you hit nineteen eighty. Yes. Then and this and that's the flip of the movie, yeah, which and that's we'll, we'll get, get to. Yeah, I Amen. So. Amen to that. So so let's talk about the cast. I mean, you talk about a cast that today, in my mind, if this came out, people would rush to see this movie. You have Mark Mark Wahlberg as Eddie Adams slash Dirk Diggler. Yeah. Um and he wasn't the initial one uh, offered. They had uh, Joaquin Phoenix was offered, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Ethan Hawke. Uh, Di- DiCaprio auditioned for it, which would have been an interesting twist. I think he would have been great in this movie. DiCaprio? Yes. I think he would have been great in this movie. I think uh, he's a little too short. Wahlberg's short, too. I know, but... You think he's too, too short? Yeah, I think is even shorter than Wahlberg. But he's the one that suggested Wahlberg. Because he signed on to Titanic, which is in the archives. We did the Titanic this time last year, so I encourage you. One of our best episodes, in our opinion. You realize the Titanic is and all And I about think Marky Mark is in better shape. Yes. Oh, yeah. Marky Mark is I don't think... I don't... I mean, there's so many scenes where he is either topless or, yes. or you know, mostly nude mm-hmm. um, that I think you needed a guy who was ripped. Mm-hmm. And, and DiCaprio was never ripped. No, he's never ripped. Um... I do. I don't know that any of these guys would have really done a real good job with no. this. Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Ethan Hawke. Uh, I no. think Ethan Hawke was kind of already on the downswing by then, yeah. and, he, and I think he might have been a little too old <coughs> by uh, ninety-seven. Because, because Eddie Adams was young when he started. Yeah, he was supposed to be a very young character, and Marky Mark was still. Had to be a couple years younger than Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. I think Ethan Hawke might have been in his thirties by then. I think so. Yeah, early thirties. So it, I think it would have been hard for him to pull it off, and I don't think he has the body. 
Yeah. I mean, you once again, you needed a guy who had, you know, a, a strong a strong look. Yes. A strong, you know, yeah. Especially since he was going to be naked most of the movie. Then you had Julianne Moore. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin if Phoenix. he was ripped, ripped he, he would have killed this role. You're right, he would have. Because Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix is, is a fucking good actor. A phenomenal dude. actor. I, w- I mean, some of the roles he picks I hate, but still, he's a really good fucking actor. Damn good actor. Damn good actor. So then you have Julianne Moore as Maggie slash Amber Waves. Marissa Tomei was offered this role. Um, God, I wish she took it. <sighs> yeah. Oh, man. I think she would have been awesome. She would have been awesome. She would have been better than Moore. Yeah. She would have been better than Moore. Well, t- Marissa Tomei was, is, is traditionally... Well, first off, just to, to put this out there, she's my favorite actress. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, had a weird fascination with her all the way to hell back mm-hmm. like all the way back to a different world different world yeah so i mean not I, the scott schaefer sugar tits world of no. <laughs> but um you know I, she didn't get naked until the slums of beverly hills i believe so i don't know that she would have done that? this i think that that was in 99 but okay. she her career kind of lulled because mm-hmm. um, she did My Cousin Vinny, and then after that, she got a couple roles, uh, but they weren't money-making roles. Like, Untamed Heart, which I love, yes. she didn't really make any money. Um, you know, she and she started getting typecast as, like, a victim. Mm-hmm. And I think that might have hurt her a little bit. I mean, it would have worked for this role, but it's it didn't didn't matter like i think she was kind of on she was kind of stepping away from hollywood for a couple years mm-hmm. by this point mm-hmm. um and then she came back strong yeah i liked um, her i enjoyed her in the wrestler the wrestler was awesome and i looked at her character there i was like man she would have been great in this movie she would have been great in this yeah movie. but i mean she was also much older and a much uh, i think she's always a pretty strong actress yeah um, but I think she got better as time went on. Exactly. So she was, uh, this character was inspired by the actress Secret Sika. Yeah, I have no who, idea who that I is. I don't know who that is before our time, who was involved with John Holmes. And you have Burt Reynolds as uh, Jack Horner, uh, which this was his comeback role. This was Burt Reynolds because he was really the sex symbol of like the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, early 80s. Yeah, he early got into 80s. the early 80s yeah. because then he got together with Lonnie Anderson. Yep. And, like, Lonnie Anderson was the big tit blonde yep. that was on TV yep. that everybody was hot for. And yep. Burt Reynolds was, you know, the hot guy in the movies yep. in the early 80s. Because he was still doing Cannonball Run and shit like that. Yep. Um, and then he phased out. Yep. And then, you you know, same kind of thing with Travolta. Travolta was real big in the 70s, early 80s. Yep. And then he phased out until... You know, and then you went through the "Look Who's Talking" years mm-hmm. until you got to Pulp Fiction. Yep. Well, this was this was uh, Burt Reynolds' comeback role. Yep. That everybody had pretty much said, you know, had forgotten Burt Reynolds by the time this movie yep. came around. I mean, it was '95 would have been when they were shooting most of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it released in '97, right? Ninety-seven, correct. Yeah, so we actually um, went to go see this movie together. This was that we went to go see this at the Glen Burnie Movie Theaters before. We did, yeah. Okay, I don't remember that. Yeah. I don't remember seeing this in the theaters. Yeah, we went, we went to go see this in the theaters. Oh, okay. Were you uh, holding my hand? Uh-huh. Because it was scary. It was scary. And then uh, Warren Beatty and Sidney Pollock were offered this role. Warren Beatty said he thought he was more of the Dirk Diggler character. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you're too old, dude. In 97? Yes. Fuck you. And then Pollock, when he saw the film's premiere, he expressed regret in turning down the role. Because I think he realized it was a Who good is one. Sidney Pollock? I, uh, I'm not sure, honestly. He's probably some guy who's popular before us. I guess, because I, it's not... Sugar Tits would know, because he's older than us. It's not ringing a bell. <laughs> Maybe me. not mature. I'm sure if I saw his face, I would recognize him. But Bill Murray, and, no. And I don't, Jake, Nat, and Jack as Nicholson. much as I think Bill Murray can play any character anytime, yes. I don't like him in this role. And Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, I don't really think he would have worked no, either. No, Because I think... Nicholson needed more of uh, in this role. Burt Reynolds had this was very sensitive. Yes, yes, um, yes. It it's downplayed because once again it's the porn industry. Mm-hmm. But if you really examine the character, he's com- he's a very sensitive guy who really just wants to make like his his opus. Yes, and and he's beaten down by the 
the transition, the of- transition into video and stuff like that. He's, it's really he really is just trying to reach back for what he's lost mm-hmm. through most of this movie. Yep. And uh, it really comes out at, late in the movie with, when he has his breakdown. But, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we'll get to that later. Yep. So then you had uh, Don Cheadle as Buck Swoop. Don Cheadle. Now, Don Cheadle is an awesome actor who really, at this point, was still kind of not well-known. Exactly. A lot of these guys were not well-known. You know, time. Don Cheadle at the time, I think he had done Golden Palace by now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because Golden Palace was in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the Golden Girls uh, spinoff. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had done, he may have done Family Man. It would have been right around the same time as this, the release of Family Man. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he his big movie that kind of put him on the map was Hotel Ro- Rwanda. Yeah, if you don't movie. include this role. No. Which I like this role, but I think he was, he's a... A secondary character who has just enough to be kind of, you know, the potatoes. Yeah. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. He, he, he's, he's important to the meal. He's not the corn. He is the potatoes. Right. He's, he is the, he is the complimentary dish. Yes. And he needs to be there just as much as Scotty needs to be there. Yes. And uh, Cheadle's, uh, this role was originally offered to uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, I don't think he would have done it well. Yeah. Both these guys eventually... And neither one, and they never did any kind of, he never did no. any kind of sex no scenes, scenes or nude scenes just or anything like that. Now you got John C. Riley as Reed Rothschild. He killed that part. He does, but he just doesn't look the role at all, <laughs> no, dude. He I mean, I guess he does if you kind of go back and watch like the 70s porn stuff. Like, John Holmes was an ugly motherfucker. <laughs> And, you know, you see some of those guys in the 80s, they're, you know, I'm sure anybody who's seen porn in the 80s would have seen the guy that looks just like, you know, with the curly hair and everything yeah. else and the, and the mustache. Um, the mustache. And now, the that, was, that was the only thing that he really didn't have was the mustache, mustache. Um, which I think he had it later. Or no, he never really never did. Really if did. he had the mustache, it would have been perfect. Yep. But um, y- you just don't think that... If you're going to put together a group of people to put on a porn, John C. Riley would be on the top of that list. Right. But he works really well. Uh, William H. Macy, uh, once again, like I said, the smaller role mm-hmm. necessary for transition. Transition, great. Role. He is the transitional yes. character in yes. this movie, yep. um, but not one of his better roles. Uh, he's very the role that he plays in this is very similar to the cooler. Have you ever seen the cooler? Uh, no. Which is it's a movie where he he plays the cooler, and the, the cooler mountain. is a guy that goes into the uh, the casino, yes. and when people are on a run, he sits down and it kills the luck at the table. Um, <laughs> I got to see that movie now. Yeah, it's 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 a good movie, but he plays basically the same role in that movie as he does here, with a little tiny bit of Fargo. Oh. But not enough, you know what I mean? Like he that that Fargo character he has, it only kind of exposes when he's having that argument between him and the the photography guy at the top of the driveway. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it, he's so sullen in this movie that it it hurts. He's a broken man. Yeah, he's broken, and it he does that well. But he's such a goddamn good actor that it he's they didn't take full use of him mm-hmm. in this role. Um, Heather Graham as Roller Girl, Brandy. Yeah, uh, I like her in this. Yeah. Uh, she's really hot. Sure. They needed a really hot young yeah. girl, um, and she was obviously very young at the time. This was before she started doing like a lot of those teen comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is pretty much the role that she's known for. Yeah, it is. Uh, and and she did it well, but there's not a lot of depth to the character. No, no. She's. I mean, that's and the thing <clears throat> is, you you mentioned depth. Um, that's something that Anderson said at the end of this movie. Uh, not to get a hold of ahead of ourselves, but he said that if you notice this movie, unlike other movies, there really is no character arc to these people. They're, no, they're the same from the beginning to the end. Right now, but most of them have a duplicity to them, but that's part of their character. Mm-hmm. Roller girl, like she's just you know free will, doesn't care. 
until she's actually confronted with her decisions. Yep. And that's the only time that she yep. seems to be pissed off. Yep. And that happens early in the movie, and it happens again late in the yep. movie. But it, 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 other than that, she's just kind of like window dressing. Window dressing, exactly. And, which is fine, because she's really, really good-looking window dressing. Good. She's very good-looking. Now, Paltrow, Barrymore, and Tatum O'Neill were all offered this role. I think Barrymore is... I like Barrymore, but I don't like her for this role at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paltrow, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I found her attractive. It doesn't... I don't... I just don't know if it would have been a good fit for her. It's kind of hard to think, because you think of Gwyneth Paltrow now versus Gwyneth Paltrow in 95. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to actually kind of piece what she looks like back then. Mm-hmm. Um, Tatum O'Neill. I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. So you got Philip Seymour Hoffman as Scotty J. Yeah, <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman um, was a, had such a short career. Mm-hmm. And he put together a brilliant stream of movies. Like, from this role Mm -hmm. to his next role to his next... Like, every fucking one that he seemed to do. Even Twister. I loved him in Twister. And I loved him in The Master. And I loved him in just about every role he does. Even though I fucking hate the movies. The Master is another Anderson movie, too. Same director. And it's weird, because he's wonderful in that movie. And that movie stinks. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it. I never did. And I, of course, you got Louise Guzman. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Jacopo. <laughs> yeah, he's a side character that he, he's great. Now. He's good in this movie. Um, he's great. I don't. I, I don't even. I guess he he. It's nice because basically from the start to the finish, he's all about showing his brothers what kind of cool life he's living in America, and, and, and then to finally, at the very, very end, his brothers come and they open a nightclub together. It's, it's very cathartic. Yeah. cathartic. It's, it's, it's very... You feel good. It's yeah, a feel-good guy. Exactly. Because like, he never really has those down years. No. He just, um, versus yeah. everyone else in this, in this movie, he's the only one that kind of just like, hey, I just, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> So yeah, he's he's really good in this role. I mean, it's it's a it's a small role, but he small. does what he needs to do. And you got Thomas Jane as Todd Parker. Yeah, dude. I, and when you watch him, you you look at him and you're like, I think that's Thomas Jane. Yeah. And you're like, and then you go, and back then I'm and like, that's no, Thomas Jane. that's not Thomas Jane. And you're like, dude, I swear, I think that's Thomas Jane. And then you have to look it up on IMDb, and it says mm-hmm. Thomas Jane. I'm like, holy fuck, that yeah. is Thomas Jane. Yeah. Yeah. And. He is the scurvy. He he's just like the clinger owner. He's a hanger owner. Yeah, but he thinks he's the big man. <laughs> yes, and that's kind of where that character is. And he plays the role super well. Yes, every that's that's one thing. They, they're not very in depth characters, like we said before. Uh-huh. But everybody captured the roles almost perfectly, mm-hmm. um, with very very few exceptions. Yes, I agree. And again, you have Nina Hartley as uh, Will Mace in the next book. Will H. Macy's wife. Oh, yeah. She's, she's a legitimate porn. She's a porn legend, I guess you can say. Right. And she all she had to do was Get naked act like she was sex. having sex. Exactly. And so it wasn't much of a stretch. And then uh, Alfred Molina. Yeah, he's <laughs> great. He's, um, I mean, he's good. I mean, this cast is unbelievable. Alfred Molina in this role is so he is so fucking weird and it's so far out from every fucking thing else that he's ever done i don't remember him ever doing anything remotely close to this yep and you know molina is a pretty goddamn good actor and he had he was nobody when this movie came out like i don't think i don't remember him doing anything before this but this was right before the first Spider-Man came out, and of course he was in Spider-Man Two. Yes. In what was that, two thousand two? So I, you have to assume yeah, that this there. role had to, you know, catapult him up, yeah, uh, high enough where he ended up getting Doc Ock. <laughs> I mean, so it, it, you know, he he's great in this, uh, great. and of course his little buddy Cosmo, which I don't remember oh. the guy. It was just some Japanese name. Yeah. I couldn't, I didn't recognize the name. Um. But uh, yeah, dude, it's <clears throat> this cast is it's insane. Yeah, it's an insane cast. What's wrong? 
I was just checking the time because we want to stop and I know, start. I'm checking. Okay. We got another 10 minutes. We'll, we'll dive into Boogie Nights. Okay. So, we'll dive in. so, so uh, the movie starts out in 1977 where you have this outside of the nightclub, the Rosetta nightclub. It's a single uh, camera shot that kind of goes through the entire nightclub. Right. And you're introduced to everybody. Which is a really cool shot. Very cool. Very cool shot. Um, and, and a lot of the photography in this movie is really well done. Uh, I agree. Even the transition period. The transition stuff is great. Uh, even, you know, and I know we're not there yet, but I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. The very first sex scene uh, with Amber Waves and um, Dick Dirk, uh, uh, Dirk, Dirk Dickler. Uh, they're having sex, and you see them start having sex, and then they pan off, and you're watching the film. And it's like you can hear everything that's going on, and you're filling it in with your head, but you're watching a fucking projector at the time yeah. clicking away. It is brilliant. Brilliant. There's a lot. The way they did that. It is brilliant. Even the lighting effects between the 70s and the 80s. Oh, yeah. Every, a lot of stuff that they did um, with the lighting, with the, uh, the, the characters. Um, the music. The changing between. And, and yes, the music, the music from the 70s great. to the 80s. It is brilliant. Yeah. The way that they just kind of kept to the time. Yep. As well as they did, yep. and by changing sub, you know, subtle things, were able to change the way you're viewing the movie itself. If you watch the beginning of the movie, it feels more like a film. Mm -hmm. When you're watching the '80s, it feels more like you're watching a VHS I agree. tape. Yeah. Um. And and I know there's scenes in it where they're showing VHS tape. It's subtle. It's very very subtle. But if you pay attention to it, you can see where it feels like you're actually watching a VHS I, tape. I I totally agree. So and that's it, one that really stood out since we've been doing this podcast, looking at these things from a different eye. Like, damn, that's just yeah. It's brilliant. It reminds me of Blow. Of course, Blow came after the fact, but how Demi filmed Blow in different uh, filters. Right. Um, you know, there's pre-cocaine, there's marijuana, and there's a cocaine. When he got arrested, it just got darker. But it's the same type. It's like, man, well, you, you and you've seen that through the years. I mean, there's just simple things as like, like the crow with uh, where they um, film things more in a black and white feel to it, and and you know, it makes it feel more like a cartoon in certain parts or or a comic book versus more realistic. So, I mean, you can do subtle things like that if you have a good director of photography. If they, if you have a guy who knows what the fuck he's doing, well, Anderson knows what he's fucking doing, and that's the thing, man. Like movies. you have to have a good director and a good director of photography, yep. and if you get those, you can do just about anything. And the problem is, is because of the way films are done now, everything's done digitally, and we're so far away from the art of it. Yeah, it, it's it's almost like it's all world. CGI. It's all well, you lose subtlety when you do that. I mean, and where you see it now is in all these, uh, you know, like C-level, D-level type films. You know, the shit that I watch where it's like found footage stuff. Yeah. Where it's, you know, and you're watching a found footage movie, which is like, okay, this is dumb because it's found footage. But if you pay attention to the fact that they're going between like a live camera angle to a found footage angle to, you know, to a film angle... And it's like they're actually making an effort versus, you know, you watch something like Star Wars where it's, I love Star Wars, don't get me wrong, and it's visually, it's beautiful, but it, the subtleties are not there no. because it's all CGI. Yep. So it, it's too clean, it's too crisp. And that's fine for what it is, don't get me wrong, I'm not shitting on it, but it's different. It's different, yeah. It's different. So but that's that's good pointing out. So this you get the single camera shot, music in the background, it's introduced to Burt Reynolds. I mean Burt Reynolds character. Um, Jack Horner, you're introduced to uh, Maggie, you're introduced to uh, who else is there? Thompson's there, Roller Girl's there, uh Nicorius Maurice Rodriguez, Luis Guzman's there. And then you're introduced to uh, Mark Wahlberg's character, Eddie Adams. Right. Who uh, he's doing dishes. He's doing dishes. Basically, bussing a table Correct. or something. And that's when there's. And then Jack Horner looks over and sees him. Um, but this is, again, this is a. And that a, seemed like a weird. 
it almost felt lecherous. Like he's looking over, like oh yeah, like almost like a pedophile. pedophile right, thing. almost. I mean, well, obviously he's seventeen, so it's not a pedophile thing, but it it, it feels like he's glancing at him, like he's trying to pick him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is kind of a weird feel because you don't know anything at this point. I mean, obviously we did because we've seen it a million times, mm-hmm. but you don't know anything about the characters at this point, so it feels kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead. And there's this brief scene between those two, introductory in the back, where Eddie thinks that Jackson will pay him to jerk off or something like that. And right. Jack's like, no, 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 just how long have you been working here? Then we're introduced to the characters a little bit more. There's a few scenes where uh, Jack and Amber return home, where Amber goes and snorts coke before trying to call her son. She's divorced. Right. And her, her ex-husband has custody of their son. Which is again, you're show, showing the where she's at right now with life. Um, Thompson goes home to see his wife, Nina Hartley, screwing some guy, and he just gets. <laughs> she just tells him to close the door and get out. Yeah, and he just stands there, just moping around, and he's got the awesome haircut too, the mustache, the mullet going on. Oh God, yeah, he's, he's, his uh, look uh, is wonderful. <laughs> the hair, the hair in this movie is. Just great. Oh, fantastic. Every character's haircut. Their wigs are just fucking phenomenal yes. all the way through the movie. Yes. Uh, you know, at this point in time, they're trying to make uh, Marky Mark look younger. So he's got like a scruffy little like shaggy haircut <laughs> yep. from Scooby-Doo. Yep. And it's just, it's just so well done. It's so well done. It, yeah. it, it's ridiculous. And yeah. I know I keep saying that, so I got to stop. But the way that the, the, the choices that they made, like him having those big, pork chop sideburns, a little bill having the big pork chop sideburns, because at the time that was kind of like something that the manly men would have the big pork chops. So he's trying to to exude this manliness (laughs) and he's just deflated as soon as he walks into his own house for the night. (laughs) It's kind of like sending a text. (laughs) It's kind of like sending a text. About Groundhog's Day and waking up over and over to get your girlfriend, but of course your girlfriend's screwing some other guy. Right. So you just... <laughs> yeah. I thought we would wake up every night together. <laughs> I didn't realize you'd be in the room next door. <laughs> That's what, that was what came after the dot, dot, dot. Exactly. <laughs> that is great. That is fantastic. Oh, That's what you get when you said the deck. Anyway, um... Then Adams goes home where he realizes his mom's a complete bitch. Oh, yeah. Complete bitch. Over, yeah. She's an overbearing mother and she's she's a bitch. The father's a total Uh, puss. Just a masculine. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I wonder wonder if he was a little bit younger, he might have sent a certain text. Right. (laughs) Durr. That, um, he is the guy that would send that text. He is the guy that's, yeah. to that woman, totally. and she would just smack just, the shit oh, out yeah. of him. She realized she is she is the head hyena. Actually, she realized. Oh, <laughs> let me just tuck these a little bit further down in my purse. Oh, wrap good a little God. bit tighter. And we see Buck Swoop, who is uh, selling stereos. Oh God, and fucking Buck. Okay, so Buck is <laughs> he's all about being a cowboy and in country music, yeah. which is the weirdest fucking yes. combination. Yes. For a black dude, yes, especially in late in the late seventies, yeah, it yeah. just—it's like such the disco a disco era. It's just what, and it, and it's great. And he's dressed up in the in, in the the high fashion fucking like um, the the stuff that you would have seen back in um, the uh, God damn it, what's his name, John um, the Duke. John Wayne. John Wayne movies. Yeah, like you Wayne. with the the oh, Roy yeah. Rogers stitch yes, and everything yes, else on yes. the on the, the and strings hanging on. Oh my god, dude. It, it's everything you can think of for like the the cheesy yes. cowboy. Everything look. over the top. And and then of course he's he's totally full of shit. Because he's like trying to sell the, sell these uh TK four twenty ones, which <laughs> right. is a which is a reference. To uh, one of the stormtroopers in Star Wars: New Hope, right? <laughs> so, which would have came out right around 1977, yeah. which is probably why <laughs> he comes up with that just out of nowhere. TK, have to, we TK, have, you have to have the TK four four twenty one <laughs> modification. Twenty one <laughs> modification, or it doesn't sound as good. <laughs> and he's like, 
You know, and then he goes to put it on, and he fucking starts blaring this cowboy it's, fucking. Yeah, it's, not, it's not even country music. music. It's like it's bluegrass. It's, yeah, it's okie dokie <laughs> bluegrass. And he's like, "Yeah, you want to do a freaky deaky? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know you we want to get down with the latest. Yeah, get down get with the latest. Freaky deaky deaky over and, and over just, again. And this guy's just like couldn't be put off anymore yeah. if you fucking kicked him in the balls. I mean, now he had the sale. If he puts some like, oh yeah, like some disco or disco something or hard rock or, or yeah. well, you know, what was it like Led Zeppelin or disco or something? Mm-hmm. He would have had the sale, but instead he puts this country music on yep. and just scares the guy right out of the uh, store. Um, so after that, we see Roller Girl, who is also of high school age. She goes to take a test, and some guys acting like as she's taking a test, she looks up, and some guys acting as if you know she's getting a blowjob from her. Right, she just le- gets up and leaves. Then we see Eddie transition over to Eddie with his girlfriend. It's implied that he's got a big dick. He goes home late at night, and that's when um, his mother kicks him out of the house. There's this big explosion between the two. Oh, you're missing the whole scene where Roller Girl fucked her, and then he took it back to Jack's and everything. That's next. Well, they didn't have the oh. argument until the, after that. Oh, okay. she, He didn't get thrown out until oh, okay. after you're that. Right. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That's okay. So then Eddie, there's a part of so what we'll do is uh, next uh, next week we will get into uh, we'll just cover the rest of uh, Boogie Nights. Yeah. So we've done introduction to the characters, see where everybody's at. Uh, then we'll come back and uh, do some Boogie Nights. Okay. Uh, make sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, all the other shit. I'm not going to go through it. Um, we will see you next week with the rest of Boogie Nights. Bye bye.